Hello, welcome back. Today, we're changing it up a little bit. Instead of having a guest on who might be a dietitian or personal trainer or athlete, we're talking to Ekaterina, who is a pleasure coach, and she talks a little bit about sexual healing and pleasure and how food freedom mixes into it. So it's a really interesting conversation. I'm really excited for you to listen to this. But right before we get started, I just wanted to remind you that if you feel like, you know, you're going through this healthier journey and you're a little bit frustrated because you're not seeing results, you're confused on what to do next, you're just overwhelmed with all the information, I have a six-week boot camp course just for you. It's called Beyond the Hype. It's taking you past that initial motivation into something that can actually be part of your lifestyle. So if you're interested in joining, it's open now. You can find out at emilykaufman.org. The link will be below, but emilykaufman.org if you're interested. And I can't wait for you to listen to this week's episode. Hi guys, today we are joined by Ekaterina and she's a food freedom and pleasure coach. She used to compete in fitness bikini shows and now she coaches others on how to improve their relationship with both food and their body. I'm so excited that you're here. I can't wait to learn more about what you do. Thank you. I'm so very excited and this is this is like a good part of speaking with other women that want to support this area that I'm working in uh, to like spread the word and help other women to heal themselves. Yeah, definitely. So I'd love to know more about your background, especially, you know, with the fitness bikini show. So can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Uh, yes. So first of all, I just want to mention that I started dieting at the age of 15. I'm 36 now and I stopped dieting at about uh, at 33, I think. So it's been 18 years of me completely obsessing and having died on the front of my mind. So I was just a regular person, you know, working out a lot and dieting. And then I'm like, well, that's not enough. I just finally want to get my dream body. And I had boyfriend at the time and relationship wasn't very good. And I'm like, and I want to prove him I can do this, that I'm good at it, you know? So when I did um, seven shows in one year, which is, um, if you've never competed, maybe you don't know, but if you did, it's a lot of shows and it's a lot of stress on your body, especially for women, because you have to be at a very low body fat and, you know, for women, can I, can I curse? Can I say fuck? (laughs) So it fucks up our cycle and all the hormones. And it's just like, you get a lot of problems from that aside other things. So before that, I still, I had already an unhealthy relationship with food and I was overeating time to time. But after this year, it completely got out of control. I started severely binge eating and, and it was honestly, it was a normal reaction of my body because my body wants me to survive. My body wants me to be healthy. And if I'm restricting food, my body is like, no, eat more, eat more. And at the time I didn't understand. And I developed a very bad body dysmorphia because when you're at a very low body fat little tiny weight you gain you feel you're fat which is obviously not true but this was it was like that in my head so I was binge eating three to four times a week and I was blacking out and by blackout I mean I wouldn't tell you what I ate if you ask me oh what did you eat in this half an hour and I'm like I don't know only if I had like candy wrappers or like other food wraps I would see what I ate, but I wouldn't remember. And I would only come out when I feel so physically full that it's just painful. You know, my stomach is like exploding. 
And bikini competitions were great because I was winning most of them. And that's kind of like how I kept on going for so long. But then I just had to stop, you know, I just, my body just, I tried after for like three years to diet again, but my body at some point was like, nope. Yeah. You're like, I'm good at them. I'm winning the competitions, but I mean, it was kind of just hard for you to live that lifestyle day to day. Yeah. And it was very restrictive. I remember at, in this year, I didn't have a drop of alcohol, obviously, because you can't. Plus, that very restrictive diet. I was always prepping my meals. I didn't eat any salt. And it was, I just didn't know better at the time. And it was 2013, you know, not a lot of people were doing it. Plus, I was not so socializing at all. And God bless all my friends at the time that I was close with. They didn't give up on me, you know. <laughs> I don't know how, you know, because they were inviting me to all these events. And I'm like, well, I cannot go because I cannot eat and I cannot it was just terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah. How did you start to work out of that and into a place of like food freedom? Honestly, it took me a long time. So from 2014, when I stopped in February, I had my last competition until 2017. It was three years. And I was very, very afraid if I stop dieting, which was the answer, like meaning the first step for me to heal, I would gain a lot of weight right away. So it was my biggest fear of gaining weight. And I was like, okay, let me do all these practices, all of these things and still diet. Oh, it's going to be okay. Or let me just lose these five pounds, get to my body that I can maintain and then do that. So obviously that didn't work. And when I finally hired, um, I got therapist for other reasons, but she helped me through this thing. And then I had a coach specifically, um, for food issues. I went to a coaching school and in the coaching school, I don't know if you've maybe never experienced or never heard of, in the coaching school, the first part is that you do the work on yourself. You don't actually learn how to coach others. You have to do the work on yourself first. So that kind of, you know, helped me tremendously. Yeah, no, it's definitely a long process because it's something that's so ingrained in you. And then for you, like dieting did the job that it was supposed to where you lost all your body fat, you know, like you were able to compete in fitness shows, but it's like, okay, but it's not worth that trade off anymore. Kind of like, what's the other solution now if that's the only way that you're used to? Yeah, exactly. And you know, I lost all the body fat, but then I gained all of it and more. So like it worked, but it worked for for, for a very short period of time. And what I've realized is um, because I started through intuitive eating and I remember I was following some fitness inspos I, you know, was inspired from and they were intuitively eating. And I'm like, how the heck do they do this? Like, I don't know. Like, what do you mean? Listen to my body. What do you mean? I don't need to weight food and put it in my macro calculator because I was on macros for like eight years I'm telling you I was so consistent so dedicated and oh my god and I was still binge eating and then overeating you know all the time so and it was very uncomfortable yeah and so you know you worked through the food freedom of like your own journey it took forever which I mean it does for everyone like it's a process but now you're also a pleasure coach so what is a pleasure coach so I just want to know because it took forever for me. I didn't know all the tools and resources that I do now. And I didn't um, have this support from the very beginning and have to take that long. It's obviously a process since you, I was dieting, for instance, for 10 years, but then it could be done much faster with a 
things that you know, you know, and with the support, the right support. So the pleasure coach. So while coaching all these women and helping them to get through the food freedom, I realized um, because once you fix one area of your life, the other ones improve. And I realized like all the women that were telling me that, oh, my relationship with my partner got better. I more comfortable being naked in front of my husband, you know, and I kind of, since they were learning how to get in touch with their bodies, how to connect back, because a lot of women who have food and body issues, they're very disconnected from their bodies. And this is why it's happening. And I, with my clients during coaching sessions, we work on that primarily, and it's the biggest part of my work with them. So they were telling me that it's getting better. And I'm like, hmm. But I wasn't coaching in that area specifically, you know, I was mostly focusing on food and body. And then I realized if we focus on sexuality and pleasure, because we as women, I'm just going to say one thing, because I did not know about this two years ago. We have a clitoris that has 8,000 nerve endings. And the only reason for this thing, a part of our body to exist is to experience pleasure. There's no any other function uh, compared to penis. Uh, you pee from it, you make babies, and you experience pleasure. So there's three functions. And our thing is just one. And a lot of women, they don't even use it. A lot of women don't have orgasms. A lot of women, if they ever experience them, it just, it just takes them a long time to even get there. Do you know what I mean? And there's no reason for it. You can just do this all the time. And it's not only about sexual pleasure. It's about pleasure in life where you walk and you just feel turned on where you eat a certain food but i'm obsessed with food meaning in a good way i love food and i truly enjoy it when you eat the food and like a chocolate bar or a chocolate brownie and you're like oh my god it tastes so good i'm just feeling this sensation in my body that is so pleasurable and amazing yeah no i love that because as you mentioned you start to fix one area of your life. And then if you're more in tune with your body, you know, you're not shutting out when you're hungry, you're not shutting out what your body's actually craving, then you're like, Oh, now I'm getting these other feelings too. you know, feel more confident. So that's so funny that it is so related. Yeah, 100%. And it's just, I did not know about all of these things before. And I was just living my regular life. And <laughs> not that sex was bad for me, but I definitely experienced, um, limitations when I wasn't accepting my body and I said so many times no to my boyfriend at that time and he I don't think obviously he doesn't know why I said no you know like I just made up some whatever lame excuse I have a headache whatever and because I wasn't feeling good in my body and I'm like I wasn't even masturbating by myself I was like "Ooh, why would I do that it's one of the first things you should do in order to understand what you like so that you can experience have better experience with a partner yeah so do you think that this all stems with just like being out of touch with what your body wants and what it needs yes 100 percent, and also with you know a negative body image because sex is very intimate and all naked and when you don't feel like you judge yourself so much that you project this onto another person and 99 percent of the times guys they don't care but do women think of that? No, because their judgment of themselves is so strong, they can't even let it go. And this is what creates the problem. And again, um, 
when you connect it to your body, when you listen to its signals, it also includes eating when you're hungry. When you know when you're hungry physically and not emotionally and giving yourself food, you create trust with your body. And when you know when you're full and you stop eating, this is also trust with your body. And when you consistently work on that, you, already, you start seeing your body as not your enemy, but as your best friend. And this was also a problem for a lot of women that like, oh my God, my body's against me. I'm trying to lose weight and it's not letting me. It's, it, it's, it's a very complex, I would say, um, approach. And it's a lot of things that get into that. But I mean, in short, I guess, yes. Yeah, no. And that's interesting too that you mentioned, like, you know, so much of it is just the body confidence part. It's not even, you know, changing what you're doing, but just the confidence that you have, because you're right, you're not going to want to be in an intimate setting where you're fully exposed <laughs> when you're not feeling your best. Exactly. And really no reason for any woman to feel to not feel her best though a lot of us we feel that and sometimes I also do not feel my best but it's just the matter of me understanding why am I thinking this way what caused this thought of me not feeling my best because my body hasn't changed like it's the same like what's the problem and you know going through these thoughts and just evaluating them and choosing to think different and understanding what's the truth and the truth is we're all worthy the way we are in the way how our bodies are right now. And there's nothing wrong with us because diet culture for so many years keep on telling us that it's wrong, that you can't be bigger. You have to be leaner and it's different for every single culture. And, but most of the times, you know, the message that we get, you have to be thin in order to be successful, loved and liked. this is bullshit. Yeah. And then also the messaging too of like, you should always try to be changing yourself, improving yourself, like, no matter what it is, you know, it's always like, there should be more. And so, you know, it's kind of taking that back. It's like, no, you deserve pleasure, you deserve to be happy. So I love that. Exactly. And you know, about the improvement, because a lot of also, my clients, they say, well, I just, I'm just have to accept my body as a reason that now forever. Well, you do have to accept your body. Without acceptance, you cannot move forward in anything in life. You have to accept the situation you're in and then work on bettering. And acceptance doesn't mean, oh, okay, I'm living, I'm working at this shitty job, and if I accept that I'm at this shitty job, I will never move forward. No, that's not true. Acceptance is just is. Acceptance of your reality, and then you can work on making yourself better. But especially for women who are disconnected from their bodies and have food and body issues, they need to get to food freedom. And then if they want, they can have fitness goals. They can, have, they can still have body goals. Do you know what I mean? It's like, as long as it doesn't bother you, I don't mind people dieting. There's some people, it works short term. Some women, they're still dieting and they have no problems with it. With, they're not overeating, they like their body, like that they like their body leaner and they just live their life and not having limitations mm -hmm. yeah i love that and so the person that's you know listening right now and is like this speaks to me like yes this now makes sense i feel this all the time like with my partner like what steps do you advise your clients to take to start you know regaining this control yeah so first the work starts with yourself 
you can never, um, I mean, you can count on another person to help you. And it's obviously a good, if, if it's a good partner who loves you and accepts you for who you are, it helps, but you need to first start accepting yourself. And the first thing I would say is realizing that you deserve this acceptance and nothing is wrong with you because this is, this was mind blowing for me. And I was like, what do you mean? Nothing is wrong with me. I was in this club. What's wrong with me for so many years? And now you're telling me this club does not exist. <laughs> you know, this is like the first step of gaining awareness that this is what it is. And then doing practices in order to accept your body and from hating your body uh, to accepting and then loving it, you can't just like jump from hate to love. I don't know. I don't think that's true for anyone. And first you need to accept, I hate my body. Okay, just tell yourself that you hate your body and see how it feels for you. Because a lot of times when women do this practice, acknowledging that they hate their arms or like you know like thighs or like uh whatever their butt the fat on their butt the fat on their lower stomach they find compassion during their, this process and you're telling yourself that you hate your body and you're like mm, well that doesn't feel good you know something changes and yeah i would say that would be the first step because um a lot of people they like, oh, don't tell me to accept my body. I hate it so much. How is this even possible? You don't have to accept it right away. Just acknowledge that you hate it and see how it feels for you. Yeah. No, that's so important because it's like, you know, you can yell at it all you want, but that's not what's going to change it. So once, you know, you actually break it down, it's like, okay, maybe I should have compassion there because if you've tried hating it for so long, and it didn't fix it. Well, try something else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's all very connected, the body image issues and food issues. Like they don't go without each other. And you started probably dieting because you don't accept your body. So you had to sort of like fix it. And then also getting into um, food freedom and trying to get into intuitive eating and learning how your body feels when it's hungry and how your body feels when it's full and when do you need to stop eating? Being very conscious around food and not watching TV, not being on your phone and not talking to anyone for like, you know, like in the beginning of your journey, because I eat very fast and I live in New York and I used to work at the time at the restaurant business. I had no time to eat, L literally. I was like shoveling food, you know? I had to schedule at least 15 minutes. So I'm sitting at the table. I have time to chew. Yeah. So this kind of goes back to like, how can you make sure that you're listening to your body, become more in touch with yourself? Because yeah, it is something that we ignore for so long, or we try to look for external things to be telling us like, oh, did my fitness pal tell me I've had enough calories? Oh, did my plan tell me I've had enough? Not like how you're actually feeling. Yeah, so that's, it's an amazing question. And this is, I would, I would say, one of the most, one of the first steps to take so it all it takes is awareness and being conscious where you are at the moment. So for instance, for people who are overeating or binge eating, there is a moment when you feel this sensation. It could be different for everyone, but it's very similar for a lot of people. There's this sensation in the upper chest. It's like a burning and fiery sensation that's sort of like some 
demon takes over you and you're like, oh my God, I'm just, I'm about to go eat whatever it's in my fridge, the sweet or savory, depending on the preferences. And at that moment, you have to bring yourself back and stop. So what I usually do uh, with my clients is that I tell them to take three deep belly breaths. So what the belly breath does, it takes us into parasympathetic system, which is rest and digest, and it just relaxes our nervous system. Because when we have this heat and this urge, we're so much in our head and it's just like it has an immediate, it has to be an immediate fix. And usually it happens from stress and some sort of emotions that I don't want to feel. Food is a coping mechanism. So you take three deep belly breaths and you ask yourself, what, what do I even feel right now? What am I feeling in my body? And then you ask yourself, am I even hungry? Truly physically hungry. Also what helps me thinking about vegetables. If you're not hungry, you never want to eat veggies unless you're like a veggie, <laughs> veggie fan and you only love them. So this is the first step. And just throughout the day, bringing your awareness and checking in with your body, taking a couple of deep breaths, two, three, or five, and then tuning into your sensations. This is like tiny steps. It doesn't take a lot of time. It takes maybe five minutes all these trials throughout the day out of 24 hours that you have. Okay, like 20, maybe 16. The rest you're sleeping. And this is how you develop um, connection with your body. And also, of course, meditation helps a lot. Meditation helps tremendously. You're still, you're controlling, you know, the thoughts of your mind. You're focusing on breathing and you're developing um, deeper connection. Awesome. Yeah, I love this because, you know, it does all start within. It starts with you. And these are, you know, really tactical advice that people can just pick up whenever. It's incredible. And, you know, these things sound so simple and so easy. And doctors are usually not telling you this. And it doesn't require taking you, doesn't require for you to take a pill because I've noticed a lot of people in America specifically just give me a pill and that's it. Like a lot of people, they don't want to do the work because it's so simple. It's like, oh, it's so simple. It's not going to work. I mean, simple things, they actually are the ones that work <laughs> if you keep on doing them consistently. Yeah, no, definitely. Because it's like, you know, even with this though, it's like, okay, now you know some information, you know some skills you can take, but it's actually, you have to do it. <laughs> you know, when the time comes, you actually have to do it. I can't tell you like, you know, how many times I've heard like be mindful or meditate and all that stuff. And you know, you can just let it go in one ear and out the other, but there comes a point where it's like, okay, maybe I will start practicing these things. Exactly. Because they work. They truly, truly work. And it's an amazing ability of us being humans and having this mind and having consciousness. And consciousness is a decision. Like you, you have a choice. You can always choose whatever you want. And if you keep on choosing and being consistent with this choice, it's going to happen no matter what. There's no other option. Yeah, no, thank you so much for sharing all this great advice. Uh, I'd love to give you a minute here to let people know where they can find you, work with you, all of that. Uh, so I'm mostly active on Instagram and it's underscore. I guess you can put it in the show notes because <laughs> spelling is a little complicated. There's a lot of letters. Um, I'm also um, hanging out sometimes on Facebook if someone is more interested in that. And it's Ekaterina Kate, Timofeeva. 
<laughs> yes, I will include all of those links below as well. Thank you so much for coming on today, Katrina. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, do me a favor and take a screenshot right now and post it on your Instagram story. You can tag me at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast. Come say hi. Come say what's up. I'd love to connect with you and this would help support me to continue bringing you free content. See you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>